Today on Practically Christian Podcast, we discuss... Did you like that intro? Mm-hmm. I'm so, gonna spit out my protein shake. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, <laughs> that is a song uh. from Bone Crusher. Um, it came back. It came out in like 2001, I think. No, there. it was when we dated the first time. That would have been 2001. We started dating in 2000. I understand that, but we <laughs> kept going. <laughs> so I mean. <laughs> Oh, it carried over to the next year. Yeah, that's what happens, uh-huh. like with time. Uh huh. Thank you. Whatever. Keep going. <laughs> so anyway, we are continuing in our emotions series, and and how we should have self control <laughs> of our emotions, and and what happens if we don't. And before we get started, if you've not followed us yet on Instagram, go to practically underscore Christian underscore podcast, and we are on there and we post things and and facebook and facebook as well practically christian podcast right Um, we are there so we were gonna discuss happiness and that was like what i had planned on discussing today Mm -hmm. um but we're gonna put that off for another week because if you happen to not live in the the florida area Mm -hmm. we have this major hurricane uh dorian that has been heading towards us for what seems like two months now. It seems like 60 days. It does. Um, <laughs> it's a, that's a true story. And, you know, our prayers and our thoughts and all seriousness without giggling are with the people of the Bahamas right now. Absolutely. Um, as this massive storm has mm-hmm. just like parked over the top of them. It's um, like crushing. And it's being awful. being born and raised in Florida, like I am really familiar with hurricanes. I mean, I've been through a lot of them. Right. Um, and although... Some are worse than others. I, like our thoughts, our prayers go to the people in the Bahamas. Because like if you have not seen some of the damage that came from those islands, right? look it up. It, it was absolutely gut-wrenching. It is. You know, these people have lost like everything in their life. Literally everything. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure even some lost their life, mm-hmm. which is never, you know, an easy thing to hear. No. Mm-mm. So, but us here in Florida... On the same hand, um, we have been dealing now with hurricane prep for seriously honestly, almost seems a week. Like, yeah, you know, not longer, and right? and knowing that the storm is heading towards us, and and but really, not really here yet, and and kind of moving. And, yeah, and we don't even know if it's gonna make direct landfall or. Um, but that really lent itself to discuss fear, right? Um, because. We have seen the effects of fear now mm-hmm. for about a week, you know, and and really just like every other emotion we've discussed, you know, to put a definition to what we discuss as fear. Right. You know, how would you word that? To put a I'll give you a different definition fear? when you're done, like the dictionary definition. I think, well, and this might be not what you're asking for. Um, but I think fear comes from lack of certainty. It comes from not knowing what, I mean, really just uncertainty and, and not being in control. I, I think for me personally, not being able to be in control um, causes me to have fear rise up in me. 
And why and were you giggling? Because I was reading like the the new Oxford definition of fear. Oh boy, is an unpleasant emotion. <laughs> yeah, caused by the belief that someone or something is mm-hmm. dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. Um, I mean, it could mm-hmm. also be okay a feeling of anxiety concerning the outcome of something or the safety or well-being of someone else. Um, however, it is a very, very powerful emotion. Oh, it's can, it can be all-consuming. It can be crippling. It can, mm-hmm. and, and, and really what we, um, in law enforcement, what we discuss, one of the things we discuss is um, a, a condition called Code Black. Mm-hmm. Where you are so gripped with fear right. that you literally do nothing. Do nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like you don't run, you don't try to fight, you don't, you know, and, and really what comes to mind is if you've ever YouTubed fainting goats. Right. Because that is what happens. It, it is a um, a defense mechanism caused by paralysis like these goats literally like lock up yeah and can't do anything and really that's what happens to us Mm -hmm. when we experience fear and so i'm going to give you a couple examples um that we saw over this past week here in central florida okay so we're driving home from work on wednesday Mm -hmm. that was really when we got the news that hey yeah it looks like this hurricane's gonna hit us Right. Um, go ahead and start making preparations. But we knew it would be about a week before we would really feel the impacts of the storm. The beginning impacts, not even right. like full on. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we're passing the gas station right here by our house, mm-hmm. there is literally a line a quarter mile in each direction. Right. Waiting to get gas. And I went like we're driving and I was like, are are, are you kidding me? Is like, this are you not right now? Like, like I went. Are you not going anywhere over the next week? Like, right. what good would it do you to fill up your car now? You still have other things to do, and right. I, I don't know. I like. I remember. And some of them might have been like us. Their gaslight might have already been on. Like that's usually from... the status of either one of our cars. I'm sorry. <laughs> Only if Debbie is <laughs> Let driving. Let me rephrase that. If I'm driving, it's usually the status of the gas tank. So some of them, I mean, they genuinely just may have needed to get gas, but and that's really what happened to us. We were we were like, oh my gosh, we need gas to get to work. Um, not necessarily for hurricane, and we may not have any because people are in complete pain. I mean, filling up five, six, seven, five well, gallon jugs. Well, and what wound up happening, even with the gas that night, mm-hmm. was we went and took JT to youth group. Um, mm-hmm. and then after we got done with youth group, it was around nine and I was like, Hey, let's just go check to see. Right. And then there was no one there. Like we pulled up to a pump, but there was a truck like right behind us. Right. A gas, tr- <laughs> not a gas truck. It was Which like one? a pickup truck. Uh-huh. And I like, as oh, I'm pumping right, right, gas, right. I'm looking in the back of his truck and he probably has yes. 12, five that. gallon, mm-hmm. you know, gas cans back there. And I'm sitting here going, you're about to drop like $200 on gasoline. Right. And the hurricane's not for another week. Right. <laughs> and and it, it like I was like what in the world? And then But then we got the text. No, that, it wasn't a text. Or the Facebook update, I'm sorry. It was a Facebook update. Um that Publix had drinking water, which just happened to be across the street from the racetrack we were at because I had gone to Walmart and 
Publix to get water because I needed it for lunch. Right. Remember? And then I needed bread to make the kids sandwiches and there was no bread. So then. Because we still had work. Right. Wednesday, like, Thursday, and Friday. We like, were not in freak out mode. Right. And I felt kind of, I was a little concerned because I was like, should I be as worried? And so I go to Publix and I walk in and um, there's a, a truck that was unloaded and they were um, handing out water. And they were, I mean, there were barely people in there. So then um, the nice managers at, at Publix gave me two cases of water. Um, but you also had a conversation because we I are in have a Publix. I mean, it's like right down the street from our house. I've been going. I mean, they knew me before I even had kids when we first got married. So... Um, <laughs> That's how Did you want to go with the years thing again? No. So I'm walking out and one of the, the kids that works there, he said, hey, Debbie, because they do know me by name. He said, you should have been here earlier. And I said, why? And he said, it was crazy. People were pushing and shoving. And I thought to myself, oh, no. And I asked him why. And he said, well, because they wanted water and they were like in line for like an hour and a half. And I thought to myself, I don't even have an hour and a half to spare, much less stand in line for water. And I said, no, uh, if that would have happened and I was here, I would have just left. I, I can't even process through that type of radical behavior. Like, that's just craziness. And and really what it boils down to they were scared. is fear. It is fear. They were afraid. They were afraid mm-hmm. for not only their safety, but possibly the safety of those that they love. Um, the other thing it could have been. Right. You know, and, and I choose to, just because I am a little more cynical, you know, because of my background in law enforcement, I'm no. sure there are people that were buying cases of water. To sell them later. Yes. To Absolutely. know that when people are suffering they can just... and really need help, they can make a profit off but wait, of it. Wait, what about that gas station we went to when we were helping, we were moving, <laughs> we we're helping a friend move, and then we were really and literally, thirsty. Yeah, just, just wanted a drink. And I don't even know... I, actually, I do know now, but that, that's another story. I walked in, I grabbed two things of water, a liter each, which are usually at racetrack, two for $2. And then I go to go pay, and it didn't hit me until I walked out. I literally paid $5 for two one-liter bottles. And I thought to myself, shame on you. Shame on you. Right. And, I was and just there thirsty. Are pe- but there are people that are going to capitalize off of that fear. I should report them. I don't even know where we were. Oh, I do. If you do, then maybe I will. Because that was ridiculous. It is. And and it's a shame. Because instead of being a community right. and going, my fellow neighbor mm-hmm. is needs need. help, it, it turns... And, and really, that's what I think them. you see with natural disasters. Because mm-hmm. remember a couple of years ago, like we had a hurricane come through. Mm-hmm. And our half of the street, like our side of the street, mm-hmm. lost power. Right. But across the street from us did not. Right. And and we did have neighbors that were like, hey, look, you know, if you want, let's run some extension cords from our house to your house. Right. And that we'll way you still have, you know, power. So I do think you can see the best in people. Absolutely. You at do the see same exact out. time that you see the worst. Right. Um, but going more into fear, mm-hmm. fear is what is driving most of that. Absolutely. In fact, um, and and for the life of me, I just went blank on who said it. But mm-hmm. most of us are familiar with the quote, we are afraid of that which we do not know. Right. So like when you think racism, when you think uh, sexism. sexism, when mm-hmm. you think all these different isms, mm-hmm. um, a lot of that is driven by, by fear. fear. Right. They're going to take over. They're going to ruin things. Right. 
we're gonna be you know we're gonna be goners um and really we see the sin that comes from that and i go what is that how does that um what's the spin on that when it comes to christ claimers you know what is our role as christ followers when it comes to a situation where there is panic and people are freaking out i mean do you join in on that obviously not i mean you should be in a position where you're calm collected um doing the best that you can with what you have and seeing what you can do for the person next to you without you know cleaning out the entire i mean at Publix that night there was a woman with 12 cases of water right and I'm going, especially Who when on you... earth are you giving that water? like what are you doing well, like my dad was telling me me and him were talking yesterday about it and um he was like you know we were talking at work and most people don't even drink you know 32 ounces of water in a day. A day, day but then and all yet, of a sudden you need 62 right, gallons. Right. And and so again it's that fear of mm-hmm. the unknown. It's it's that fear of I don't know what is going to come out of this. Right. So therefore I need is I need to hold on to everything I have. But that speaks to even a deeper issue if you are and I'm not talking about people that don't claim Jesus. I'm not talking about them at all. What I'm saying is for those of us that do claim Christ, what does that speak about our trust in Jesus? Like, what does that really say about our heart and the position that we're in? And I'm so glad you brought that up. Now, we've so far been talking about fear in the context of this storm. Right. Um, But understand, fear comes in many different forms. Absolutely. From Um, different places. Anxiety is a form of fear. Right. Like, you know, in, in me, when I'm around a bunch of people I don't know. Right. Um, Which people, a lot of people don't know that about you. Right. They don't know that Josh has severe anxiety, when, um, especially when he's in a crowded room of people. And will, like, get panic attacks. Mm-hmm. And and really, it's, it's a form of fear. Now, mm-hmm. I will tell you this off the bat before we start getting into what the Bible says about fear. Mm-hmm. It really rubs me the wrong way mm-hmm. when I hear, especially other Christians, mm. that go, oh... If you are in Christ and you show fear, then you have no faith. Right. That does rub me the wrong way. That rubs me um, the wrong way too. Yeah. For for a bunch of reasons. Proverbs one seven. The fear of the Lord is, is the, the beginning, beginning of, of knowledge. knowledge. Right. Um, so we should have fear. Um and fear in and of itself is not a bad thing. Um oh, which president was it? wasn't Kennedy, Roosevelt, um, not Teddy, Franklin, FDR. Mm-hmm. We have nothing to fear, or maybe it was Kennedy. But fear no, itself? it was FDR. We have nothing to fear but fear itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but understand, fear in certain situations is what keeps you alive. Absolutely, um, yeah. Especially when you can control that fear, mm-hmm. you know, and, and when you do have that heightened sense of, what's going on around me. In fact, your brain, when you are in a heightened state of fear, actually slows down the frames of so you what can... you see. So things appear to you mm-hmm. like they're going in slow motion. So I went to the gas station the other day at 4.45 in the morning mm-hmm. um, to get gas. And there was a gentleman out there that was making comments to me and saying stuff. I instantly felt fear, but I wasn't necessarily trembling i was just more aware of what was going on like you said like i was like okay he has this color shirt on this the car he's driving um you know like i was just sorry i made sure i walked out the same time somebody else was 
<laughs> well, stop laughing. The same time somebody else was walking out um, because it was 4.45 in the morning and, you right. know, it, it made me, know it made me a little you. nervous and, you know, I'm up and out super early. Um, so I'm usually places that a lot of people are not that early in the morning. So um, I was kind of in la-la land until he started saying stuff and I went, oh, all right, got to wake up. my favorite show sorry that was terrible terrible no but i mean you're absolutely right and and fear does do that fear in itself again as long as we're in control of our fear right and we don't get to that point where it is absolutely crippling us right you know because there are people that do struggle with that where they get to a point where they are so afraid of the unknown they do nothing and die. Not under, like, but not understanding that regardless of whether you do or don't do. Right. It's still coming. Right. Absolutely. You can't stop tomorrow. Right. Um, so what does the Bible say? The Bible says a ton about, about fear. fear. Right. Um, in fact, it says no less than 365 different times. Do not fear. Right. There's now, something going back, that. but going back to to that whole, it rubs me the wrong way when when Christians are like, "Oh, you don't have enough faith." Yes, finish. That if you up. have fear, um, Philippians two, mm-hmm. work out your own salvation with, with what fear and trembling. and trembling. But I think that also speaks to another issue we both have, and a lot of people we know have, and people don't know their Bible. Stop calling us out. Uh, it's true though. <laughs> like that, liter- that bothers me, maybe to an unhealthy level. But it bothers me. Um, know what you're talking about when you're talking about it. Don't just say things to say things. Right. But like, here's the first verse everybody goes to when when they are trying to tell you how wrong it is to have fear. Hmm. So 2 Timothy 1.7, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. Hmm. And then they turn fear into a spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then it's, it's this little ghost running around yep. about to jump on you. Um, you know. When you then, were a police officer... I mean, fear kept you alive many, many times, you know, on calls and on when you're driving and, you know, people having guns out and knives out and, you know, domestic violence calls you went on. I mean, those were situations that you had a healthy fear of what the other person was capable of. Right. And it kept you alive. Thank God. Um, in Matthew 6, though, Jesus gives us this command. Hmm. Therefore, be, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for mm-hmm. tomorrow will be anxious about itself. Mm-hmm. Sufficient is the day for its own trouble. Um, in in 1 Peter 3.14, he says, But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sakes, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. Here's the problem. Mm-hmm. And, and when fear is crippling, again, we should have a healthy amount of fear. Absolutely. Okay, a healthy amount of fear. I'm not going to walk into the lion's den at the zoo and be like, I "God's got n- this." I got no fear. That's, because that's really, stupid. Daniel is the only one we've ever seen. Like, understand that the disciples, the the apostles, mm-hmm. the the twelve disciples that followed Jesus, mm-hmm. all killed by horrible, horrible deaths. Right. Early Christians fed to animals. Right. In the Colosseum. Mm-hmm. Um, as a sport. Did not have the same outcome as Daniel in the lion's den. Right. They, yeah. So understand 
If you are sitting here going, oh, I'm going to walk in the lion's you know, cage and, and God's got me. Prepare your funeral before you get in there. Right. Okay. And not saying God couldn't protect you. Sure he could. Absolutely could. He do anything. Um, you are not Daniel. <laughs> but understand the other part of Proverbs 1-7 is mm-hmm. fools despise wisdom. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> so so keep that in mind. Um, but like Joshua 1-9. You know, one of my one of my favorites, one of I know most people's favorites. I mean, my favorite really goes from Genesis one through Revelation twenty one. Mm-hmm. Um, but Joshua one nine, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Right. Do not be frightened and do not be dis- dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Right. You know, First Corinthians sixteen, stand firm, act like a man. Okay. In Acts, oh crap, I'm blanking on it now. Acts 10, I think. Somewhere in Acts, it says. Correct me, correct me. Like, you hit me up on Facebook and be like, here's where it's at. Rise, kill, and eat. Okay. That's awesome. (laughs) I like that. We should get shirts with that on. I'm just saying you don't eat, you know, you don't have to kill vegetables. (laughs) (laughs) What does that have to do with any of this? It doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about right now, but I wanted to get it out there. Um. Anyway, like I like like I said, and I mean we could keep going literally for for hours because right. the Bible says at least three hundred and sixty five times, "Do not be afraid." Mm-hmm. Understand when the Bible is saying "Do not be afraid," it is not saying "Do not have a healthy fear." It is right. not saying "Be stupid." Right. What it is saying is really, and, and Paul sums it up the best: to live as Christ, to die as gain. Right. The worst possible thing that can happen to you in life is that you what? Die. That you die. If you were found to die is gain. If Mm -hmm. you were found in Christ, though, to die, the Bible would tell you, is gain. Right. Because now you get to depart from here and go be with your creator. Right. In glory. Right. Where Mm -hmm. there's no more sin or suffering or... Fear or pain. Right. Mm -hmm. There's nothing like that's all gone. You don't have to deal with that anymore. Right. What it really boils down to, though, is we are so afraid of death. Mm-hmm. Because really, isn't death the great unknown? Right. I agree. I mean, that's what people would tell you. Right. I mean, obviously, we don't believe that because we, we believe. Know. Right. We know. This is what's going to happen after I die. I'm mm-hmm. going to depart from here and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand before Christ. However that looks. And, mm-hmm. and his imputed righteousness is going to be given to me. Right. And, and he is going to say, enter into my rest. And your back well won't done, hurt anymore. Well done, good and faithful and, servant. You know, you won't be in pain. You won't be, you know, none of that. It's all gone. So the Bible would consistently encourage us, don't be afraid. Don't mm-hmm. be afraid. Don't be afraid. The worst thing that could happen to you. Is you die. Is you die. And really, if, if you are in Christ, that's not a bad thing. Not, not saying well, yes, and, and, and I'm not saying like we no, should no, no. welcome death, right? Um, it but we shouldn't be afraid of death. It shouldn't have such a grip on you that it cripples you to do nothing, right? And just like with the storm, you know, going back to that context of of fear with this storm. Again, if if I am part of a local body of believers. It's not just me trying to weather a storm by myself. No, I mean, you should have your family around you. Right. Whether that's biological family or family that God brought to you through other means. And, you know, when I think of fear, I go back to the car accident and how... That you were involved in. Yeah, that I was involved in. Okay, with our kids. Sorry, with our kids in 2011. And our niece. And our niece. 
Um, and your sister. And my sister, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of us in there, and um, I had a fear of driving. I wasn't worried about it. Like I was fearful of driving, mm-hmm. and and then when you would drive on I four, I would have I mean, panic attacks. I I mean severe panic attacks, and um, it took me understanding I had to trust God more than I actually did. I thought I trusted Him until mm-hmm. that, and it really it kind of shook me into okay, do I trust him or do I not? Do I believe he has me and my children and my family or he doesn't? Whatever that means. No, but you do bring up a good point there. Hmm. And, and that trust and trust and trust. And, and another word for that is faith. Right. Because the opposite of fear is faith. Right. If, if I have faith, if I really believe God is who he said he was. And is ultimately in control. Then, then even what we mean for evil, God's gonna God make could for mean good. for good. You know, and like, I was talking to my class the other day and we do work at a Christian school. Thank God. Um, And I was telling them, you know, they had some concerns. I did personal reflection and I had them write how they felt about the hurricane. And there was a lot of fear in there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, they're, they're nine, 10 years old. And when we were talking, I talked with them about how, you know, Jesus commands the winds and the waves and they obey him. And regardless of if he commands them to cease or if this hurricane continues, ultimately, our source of strength comes from God and whether we lose power or the trees come down, our hope and our faith is found in Jesus Christ alone. Right. No matter what happens. Preach. So it was, it ended up being really good. And I mean, we had a big, healthy, long class discussion about it and they seemed at peace by the time they left. And you know, but I mean, really, I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but really that, that is what sums it up. If my faith is in me, Right. I can be afraid mm-hmm. and it can cripple me because I'm going to fail. Right. I may, I may win here and there. Right. Two out of three, but there's still going to be But that I should fail. have that fear because it's, Absolutely. it's uncertain. Right. Because I'm, I'm putting it on me. Right. If my faith and my hope and, and my trust is in Christ. Right. Who was the same yesterday, today and tomorrow, who never changes, who is the alpha and the omega. Right. He can't. He, and I mean, and, he literally, it is not in the nature of God to be able to fail. And I mean, for years, I put my hope and faith in you. That's what you went wrong. I did. Right and I, it was dead wrong. Don't ever put your hope and your faith in your spouse or your children. They're going to fail you miserably. But putting your hope and faith in Christ um, can give you a sense of peace that even when things around you fail, mm-hmm. Jesus never will. Right. So this week, we challenge you. If you have fear, own it, face it. And talk with someone about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Reach out to, to those around you that are going to build you up in Christ. Reach out to those around you who are going to be there with you during it. Right. Um, but face it and move past it. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't let it get, own you. Don't get locked into it. Like I it. say, you can visit, but don't live there. Just move on. Um, and if you're someone who's sitting here going, no, I'm strong and courageous okay. all the time. <laughs> Why don't you find someone who's fearful and actually mentor with them, actually be there for them, show them that, Hey, Christ has got you and neither height nor depth, nor angels, nor demons, nor anything can separate you from the love of God. Right. Um, as this storm approaches again, for anyone who lives here in the central Florida area, we, we are praying that you will be safe. Um, and that you feel God's hand on you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, if there's anything you need, reach out. Hopefully there's something that we can do to help serve you in that. Yeah. Um, but be safe. 
don't be stupid. Right. Have a healthy fear. Mm-hmm. Know that, yes, it can get dangerous. Yes. But ultimately, Christ is the one who is in control. Right. So until next week, we love you. Love you guys. And we can't wait We're to talk again. We're praying for you. Bye.